Welcome to the Beyond Barriers podcast. If you're an ambitious woman who wants to dominate your career, then you are in the right place. This podcast is co-hosted by Nikki Barua, digital innovator, serial entrepreneur, author, and speaker. And Monica Marquez, ex-Googler, diversity expert, and senior corporate leader. From inspiring stories to cutting-edge strategies, you'll learn how to develop the skill set, mindset, and tool set to get future-ready fast and accelerate your success. Welcome to the Beyond Barriers Habits and Hacks show. If you're someone who's torn between making a living and making a difference, this episode is for you. We're living in very challenging times. It seems like there are new obstacles every day, everywhere. But in the midst of all the crisis, we're also going through a global transformation. Every time there's a seismic shift in the world, it leads to something new and something more profound emerges. And that creates the space and the need for change makers and leaders. That's the opportunity we'll be talking about on this episode and how you can be that change maker and leader and grow your impact, income, and influence. That's right. Today, every single industry is being disrupted with game-changing innovation. So whether you're in the healthcare industry, automotive, retail, or financial services, everything is changing really, really fast. And you already know that. That's why today we have cars that drive us, speakers that talk to us, and watches that know us. In this space of innovation, this unbelievable opportunity available for those that are future ready. In fact, in the next 10 years, more wealth will be created than in the past 100 years. Just let that sink in. I mean, just imagine that, how much mm-hmm. opportunity is available and how much change is possible because it's the combination of technology and the power of the human mind mm-hmm. coming together to solve some of the greatest problems we face as a human population. So you can be one of those individuals that is playing a key role in this, but also growing your own influence and your own impact in that process. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing. There's also bad news. The divide has never been greater. The wealth divide, the race divide, the gender divide, and even the technological divide. This kind of divide is creating a new kind of haves and have-nots. There are those that are inventing the future and benefiting from it, and then those that are getting displaced by it. Despite all of the progress and potential, women and minorities are getting left behind. In fact, in the course of the last decade, by women participating in the labor force, they've added $2 trillion Mm -hmm. to the world economy. And yet, despite all of our contribution to the economy and to creating meaningful value in the marketplace, there's barely 2% women at the top. And even out of that, less than 1% of women at the top are women of color. Mm -hmm. What's worse is that according to the World Economic Forum, it'll take 257 years to close the gender pay gap. Now (laughs) think about that. Women shouldn't have to wait more than two centuries just to get equal pay especially when there's equal contribution and equal skill. That is unacceptable. Mm. So you have to wonder, you know, why is that happening? What are some of the challenges that women face that hold us back from getting the results and the value that we deserve? Well, speaking from experience and, you know, my 
decades in corporate space and, and working with the, you know, underrepresented and female populations, several of the challenges that presented themselves and still present themselves are things like, you know, despite the equal number of men and women at the entry level, women are blocked by this mid-career speed bump and it affects their rise within the organization or it slows it down significantly. And many women struggle with lack of confidence. And this has, you know, tremendous negative impacts because it stops women from raising their hands for bigger opportunities before they're ready. And it's like just saying, I'm not ready yet. So I don't want to take that next level up or apply for that new job because I'm not checking all of the boxes. Exactly. So let me wait a while. Well, the waiting slows you down. Absolutely. I mean, research has shown that, you know, men just naturally, innately, you know, are more confident. So if there's a job requisition and there's 10 things on there, if they check out four four out of the 10, they'll throw their name in the hat and say, oh, I'll figure out the other six, right? They're confident in their competency and being able to do that. Women, on the other hand, um, you know, it's a startling statistic, like men, 80% of the time will throw their name in the hat. Women, I, you know, will, will not, it's only about 14% of women who will say, okay, I can figure out the rest. And, you know, women will wait till they check every single box off and then the opportunity will pass them up and the opportunity may not present itself again. And if you're listening to this, chances are this has happened to you in some point in your career. Mm -hmm. I know it sure has happened to me where I've hesitated and wanted to have everything buttoned up before mm-hmm. taking that first step. Absolutely. I mean, I've had, I definitely passed up several opportunities and it wasn't until, you know, I'd have a sponsor who would say, Hey, I have an opportunity. I think you need to take it. And I would be like, no, I'm not ready for that. Or I don't have experience in that. And they were like, you have the competency to figure it out. You need to take it. And they were the ones who kind of almost made me take the, uh, the opportunity. And then I surprised myself because yes, you do rise to the level. Yeah. So that is what's holding women back, that lack of confidence. Other things are like, you know, women are often sidelined into support roles. Instead of taking those high profile, those glamour, uh, you know, opportunities, those, they're just not presented to them because they're not in the know. And those glamour, those glamour positions and those high profile projects, that's what aligns you in that pipeline, that leadership pipeline. Well, bottom line is people can't see you as a leader if you're not even visible in the work you're doing. You could be excellent at what you do, creating huge value Mm -hmm. for your organization. But if nobody at the top really knows you, has heard your name or Mm -hmm. knows um, the impact, then it's going to be really tough to get the sponsorship and support when you're not in the room. Exactly. And so getting onto those highly visible, high profile projects and responsibilities and even positions is really Mm -hmm. key. Well, right. And sometimes the only way to get those visible high profile projects is that you have built great relationships and alliances with senior leaders who become those sponsors. So that's one of the other challenges is that women lack that senior leadership sponsorship um, because they're not actively building those alliances yeah. that they need. Or even asking and saying, hey, my, um, you know, the next round for promotion is coming up in the, you know, uh, in the next six months. Mm-hmm. I believe I've got everything in place mm-hmm. to get to the next level. 
you know, I'd love to um, ask for your support mm -hmm. and, you know, uh, what can I do to earn it if I don't have it already? Just being able to have that conversation. This is not mm -hmm. with your direct supervisor. No. This is with people around them or senior to them even, you know, the influencers mm -hmm. that may not have as much day-to-day -day visibility into your work and your mm -hmm. impact. But they could support you because they're in that conversation behind closed doors mm -hmm. and they know who you are and can actually, you know, contribute to that conversation and supporting you. Um, the other is this feeling of, and it happens all the time, right? That the goalposts or the finish line for promotions or the next raise or whatever that is just keeps moving further and further out where you feel like, okay, this is the year I'm going to get promoted or this is the year I'm going to get the big raise or the big bonus. I've done all of these things. Um, I've checked all the boxes. And then that conversation comes and you're told, hmm, there was just one or two more things that you needed to do or that you fell short on and you, you know, you know, and the finish line is moved a little further. And so those are the things where, you know, it's just because you're not being proactive and you're not thinking about what are these next things um, in your not perhaps not positioning yourself as someone who's open to and seeking that feedback mm -hmm. candidly and can handle it. Right. You're getting the information too late. You're getting it at that moment, at that conversation, opposed to getting it a few months in advance so that you could, you know, accelerate that in order to get the promotion. Right. Mm -hmm. um, in addition to that, there's also family responsibilities and external responsibilities that mm -hmm. tend to fall more on women than on men in general. And so that does create more complexity in terms mm -hmm. of your bandwidth, your um, focus, your energy, all of that. So it, it does make it challenging where, you know, um, it's not easy to do it all. I think mm -hmm. it's a myth to say you can make it all happen perfectly. Right. And sometimes it gets more than you can handle and you may have to take a step back or mm -hmm. take a step out. Right. Um, and, you know, uh, it be, uh, 40% of women uh, at that stage often take, uh, mm -hmm. you know, a, a career break a or, career or break. take a, a, a scene, a, like maybe a detour, Scenic <laughs> uh, detour yeah. you know, to uh, take a role that is um, more supportive of their personal choices. Mm -hmm. um, the challenge is when you take that kind of career break and it's time for you to re-enter the workplace Mm -hmm. You have a gap on your resume that it may be challenging to explain or may work against you. And right. um, unless you have kept up with your skills, it can become, uh, again, another roadblock to career advancement. Absolutely. And, and the other piece that is really startling, it was some research that I was reading, um, and it was recent, the, the you know, Working Mothers magazine has uh, the research they released, that the other big challenge that women struggle with is a lack of clarity. There was only 15% of women who, who basically responded saying that they had clarity about their career in the next five years. So that's astounding. 85% of women do not have clarity on what they want in their career in the next you know, five years. Right. And if you think about the way the disruption of technology and the disruption of the workplace now, that's, I mean, you know, a year is a light year. So right. you've got to know. Fairly yeah, I mean, to get ahead, you have to have absolute clarity about your North Star, because if you don't know where you're headed, how are you going to get there? Mm -hmm. And uh, we often confuse the fact that we're um, successful currently saying, okay, I have a good job. I have a good role. Mm -hmm. I have a decent paycheck. You know, I'm doing well. But can you answer with mm -hmm. absolute certainty 
and um, you know, with the specificity to say, in five years, this is the specific place I want to right. be. These are the specific responsibilities I want. These are the competencies I will have in place. If you're not able to answer with that kind of you know, specific detail and have that clarity of vision, then you're just allowing the everyday experiences to define what you do next. When right. a new opportunity or a new job offer comes about, you might take it. When the next promotion appears, you will take it. But it's not intentional. It's mm-hmm. not driven by a clear vision. And, and that's something that plagues a, you know, a lot of women in the workplace of letting today inhibit you from the possibilities of tomorrow. Exactly. So if this all sounds familiar, know that you are not alone. I've experienced it firsthand, and I've felt stuck many times throughout my career. <laughs> so have I. Right? But I learned exactly what it takes to level up, right? You, you learn the strategies and the techniques. And yes, you're going to have ups and downs. But if you know the strategies and the techniques to level up, then you can you know, give yourself that time to maybe feel a little bit down, but then you know how to bounce right back up. Um, I mean, as a young Latina from a small West Texas town, I was the first in my family to go to graduate school. And then I, you know, packed up and I moved to New York City and I found myself there super excited, but at the same time, stark reality hit, hit me and it was, I was lost <laughs> in a sea of really smart and ambitious people with Ivy League degrees and I was nothing like them. So I set out to do what all young Latinas are taught to do growing up, right? You're taught by your, your mom, your dad, your abuel, abuelita that you have to work twice as hard that, you know, keep your head down, work really hard, wait for someone to notice you and good things will come. They, and I just, I can hear my, my mom and my, you know, my grandmother telling me, just work really hard, mija, and everything will work out for you. Well, yes and no. It, it would eventually, yes, doing good work, you get recognized for it, but it happens very slowly if you wait for that to happen. You've got to be proactive, right? Well, bottom line is you can work really hard and be great at doing your job, mm-hmm. but you're really not managing your career. Yes. And what gets you ahead is managing your career intentionally. Once you have that clarity, once you have that confidence, mm-hmm. and once you build the community of alliances and sponsors mm-hmm. and mentors that will help you get ahead. No, absolutely. And that's a really important point. You know, I, I had a mentor that finally, you know, I started finding mentors and sponsors, learning that those were the things I needed to do. Um, so when I finally learned that, I'm like, okay, I've got to find mentors and sponsors. And when I did, it was like uh, an aha moment because they were telling me all of these things that I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Um, because before then, I was twisting myself into a pretzel, trying to become what all of these other people were expecting me to become. And then I found these mentors and sponsors you know, I felt like an imposter. And then when I was telling them all this, they would tell me the strategies and the things that they did that just all of a sudden made me realize what I needed to do to get ahead. And I realized from them that these are the things, the strategies that I need to use. And I realized that no one was going to rescue me, that I had to do all of this work myself. I had to rescue myself. So I learned how to navigate and create opportunities using these strategies and the things that mentors and sponsors would tell me. And one of the most important things that they did tell me was that, you know, Monica, you don't have just one job that you have to do really well. You have two jobs. You have your day job and you have to manage your career. That is your second job. And that's when I was like (laughs) mind blown, right? I was like, oh my God, I didn't know that. I was just putting my head down, doing my day-to-day job, but I wasn't doing anything to manage my career. So once I figured that out, 
I was able to create opportunities that accelerated my success because I started managing my career. Exactly. So, you know, I have a similar story in that. And, and through both of our stories, I think what we've learned is that simply working hard and trying to get ahead through trial and error mm-hmm. is just a waste of your talent mm-hmm. and your potential. And frankly, it doesn't give you the opportunities to make a difference in the world because if you're stuck, how are you going to help other people? If you want to rise up as a leader that makes a difference, then you have to help yourself first and you have to know what to do for that. Mm -hmm. Um, And and so, you know, let's talk now about, well, what makes that difference, right? We learned, Mm -hmm. we went from where we were stuck, mm-hmm. confused, lost, taking the slow uh, you know, path mm-hmm. to success to getting to the other side of advancing really fast, getting mm-hmm. to the top 1% in, in, our, in our industries, in our, um, in, a, in our professions, and going from what we were to what we are, we've learned a lot of key things in mm-hmm. that process. So you know, let's talk about what is it that leverage that makes all the difference? Well, in one word, coaching. Coaching is what really makes the difference. Coaching paired with leadership training can act as an equalizer between men and women. And, you know, men are always seeking out coaching. And coaching comes, you know, coaching, you'll get it from mentors and sponsors, but that's not consistent enough, right? Right. So at the end of the day, you know, coaching is seldom accessible for mid-career women to help them navigate, especially during those really complex stages in their life, in their careers, yeah, in because that, that career. Yeah, the mid-career level is one of the hardest stages for mm-hmm. anyone, um, but especially so for women, because that's the stage where you typically go from an individual contributor mm-hmm. to likely um, gaining some managerial responsibility. Right. So for the first time, it's not just you and it's not just your skill. You have to learn to work with teams or learn to manage teams and manage projects. Exactly. So there's a new level of complexity that comes mm-hmm. about. But it also coincides with your life stage where you might become a new mother, you mm-hmm. know, where uh, things are changing on the family or home front. You might have to deal with elder care or child care. Right. So there's so many competing things that are all happening mm-hmm. at the same time. Um, so your life is getting more um, complex, de- demanding and, and challenging and your work is getting more complex. Mm-hmm. And during that time is when you need the most help. Right. But think about it. In anyone's career track, mm-hmm. you get a lot of help when you're first starting straight, straight out of college. You start your first job. You're getting that orientation and the boot camp in the workplace and all of that. And if you're super senior, chances are you have executive coaching right. and you have lots of, you can go to conferences and training and all kinds of stuff available to you. But if you're in that middle, mm-hmm. you're neither a newbie nor are you a leader at the top. A seasoned leader. You're you're someone who is almost invisible, Mm -hmm. you know, in terms of getting the support, especially at the time that you need it the most. Right. And so, yeah, that's exactly what I mean. When I say accessible, I mean that your company is paying for or providing coaching for you. And I'm talking formal coaching, not the informal, here's mentors, here's sponsors, because you'll meet with your sponsor here and there. But when you have a formal coaching or a formal coach, there's going to be some consistent kind of um, training or coaching that you're going through that's going to help you get past these things. And the majority of the time, that kind of investment doesn't happen until you reach a certain level. And 
a more senior level. But the irony is that if you had coaching and if coaching was accessible or affordable sooner in your career, you'd reach that level much faster. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I can hands down say that throughout my career, both um, in the corporate space as well as an, as an entrepreneur, my um, trajectory absolutely changed as a mm-hmm. result of getting, you know, uh, the right kind of coaches and mentors mm-hmm. and, um, you know, even getting the right peer group, right. frankly. Mm-hmm. When you surround yourself with people that are the next level, that are ahead of you, that mm-hmm. uh, have already made the mistakes that you are <laughs> right. making or about to make, it really helps you sort of skip levels, if you will. You mm-hmm. just advance so much faster. And, um, you know, um, even in my corporate career, I, you know, as a high performer, I was going places and I was fortunate enough to then get mm-hmm. executive coaching and a lot of training and um, a lot of uh, conference access and things like that um, because I was doing well. And when you are a star athlete, Coaching mm-hmm. and training makes you an Olympian. Yes. But at the same time, you know, there's a, a, a concern that, you know, am I getting the coaching because I'm not doing yeah. well? Well, that's right? a really good point you make because there is a bit of a, a, a myth out there or, or for whatever reason in, in corporations, a lot of the times when people are struggling or when, you know, there is some sort of maybe like a performance kind of plan, um, people will say, oh, they need coaching. So there's this negative connotation with coaching. And that's not it at all. I mean, if you think about it from a sports per, um, perspective, I think that's why men sometimes accept or seek out coaching because they're so, you know, the because whole- they think, well, I'm already great. I want to get to the next exactly. level. I need a coach to improve my performance. Right. And I know my reaction was... Um, kind of the opposite. When mm-hmm. I was assigned a coach, my first reaction was, did I do something wrong? Am I not good enough? Am right. I screwing something up? Like, what are you trying to fix in me? Mm-hmm. You know, that I have some flaw that needs to be fixed instead of recognizing that as, oh, the reason I'm getting coaching is because I'm already, you know, talented mm-hmm. and skilled and a high performer and mm-hmm. coaching is only going to take me, I'm 99% there. Coaching gives me that extra exactly. 1% that really turns me into an Olympian. Mm-hmm. And with Without that expert guidance, I might not be able to see my own blind spots or even double down on the strengths that I don't recognize in myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, if you think of it from a sports analogy, yes. it's so easy to recognize. I mean, there is no athlete in the world um, that doesn't have a coach, right. doesn't do prescriptive training right. and follow a professional a training athlete plan will always have those, those coaches. For that matter, even a, a singer or a yes. dancer, they have coaches to get them better. So why is it in business that we don't have coaching as the norm? Why is right. it an exception? Mm-hmm. And, and a big part of that is because it's not affordable for most mm-hmm. and it's not accessible. You don't know where to get that coaching mm-hmm. and you don't know where to find that help. But I can definitely say that, um, you know, uh, it coaching hands down transformed my results, unlocked my potential and made me the best version of myself every single time. I leveled up over and over again. Exactly. And, and, you know, Personally, my experience after 20 years as a DNI leader, I realized that you know there were lots of well-intentioned programs for women, and I was behind a lot of them, right, in the workplace. Where you know, but we weren't really solving the real issues in an effective and measurable way. I mean, year after year, we you know would barely move the needle. 
And yes, we definitely had impact, but you know, we weren't really driving real lasting change or scalable change. Most of all, these programs, they weren't scalable and they weren't accessible to all the women in the organization. It was, you know, it was limiting. You, you were constrained by budget or by capacity or by the, just the program itself. And we couldn't reach as many women as we wanted. I know. And, and that's something that we've experienced both as working, you know, being women in the workplace, but also on the other hand, trying to solve these problems that there was something in the entire model that was just frankly traditional and outdated. Mm -hmm. It was, you know, a handful of people being lucky enough to get a handful of experts who are able to train them. And mm -hmm. that's why, you know, we're so excited about you know, being uh, able to create the kind of disruption and innovation in this space by mm -hmm. democratizing access to executive coaching and high performance training for women in mm -hmm. the workplace. Yes. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's really what the Beyond Barriers platform is about because we believe that every woman, you know, um, deserves access to the right resources and mm -hmm. the right relationships that can advance, you know, their careers. Mm -hmm. And if that's the case, if access is what you need, access to the right kind of information at the right time, access to the right relationships, access to the right kind of training, mm -hmm. access to excellent coaching, if that can be the leverage that gets you ahead, then why shouldn't that be available to everybody? Exactly. We believe that it's time for a radical solution, and that's why we're democratizing that access. And that's, you know, it really stems from this place as, you know, um, as I look ahead to the next 10 years, mm -hmm. you know, I see entirely new challenges emerging in the business landscape, you know, because mm -hmm. we've taken a, so long to even have some level of opportunities available to women that are getting to the top. Yes. Um, and it's taken decades to even have this conversation of mm -hmm. inclusion. But over the next 10 years, the landscape is going to be very different. And in a world of AI and automation, you're going to need a much more skilled and diverse workforce of the future. Mm -hmm. And if we as women don't have the right skill set, the right mindset, the right tool set, then we're going to get limited, not be able to participate fully or be um, fully engaged in the most important work that's being done. That's so and true. that's why it's so important to, you know, for us to be truly future ready. Mm -hmm. And you can be future ready if you don't have access exactly. to the right training and coaching. Right? Exactly. So it's, it's sort of a chicken and egg problem that mm -hmm. if you had access to the right things, you would get ahead and be able to grow your impact and influence mm -hmm. and your, even your income. But if you don't have that access, not only do you stay where you are, but worse still, you're actually going to get left behind because the world is moving so fast mm -hmm. and is advancing in such an exponential way that standing still actually puts you behind, right? right. Mm -hmm. So um, that's why, you know, as we look ahead, we have to prepare ourselves to be that kind of future-ready workforce and, mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and bring ourselves with the right kind of skills um, to do that. Exactly. Because in this world, this world of AI and automation, um, it's, yes, the technical skills, we're going to have to always stay on top of the technical skills, right? But our innately human skills are going to matter more. The soft skills, the creativity, the communication, the compassion, right? Yeah. It's the leaders with empathy, vulnerability, and authenticity 
those are the ones who are going to shape the future. And that's why I believe that women are actually so well positioned to Mm -hmm. be those leaders of the future, shaping the kind of world that we want to live in, because we naturally are, you know, blessed with, you know, a connection to our, you know, to higher EQ and to have the, you know, not be afraid to show our vulnerability, our empathy. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I think a lot of the uh, creative skills that we bring to the table are actually going to be more valued in the workplace. Mm-hmm. We, you have to know how to tap into them. You have to know how to, you know, bring it more to the forefront. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why, you know, we need to prepare ourselves with that training and coaching mm-hmm. to, you know, step into the roles that are waiting for us. Exactly. So, I mean, that's, I mean, we, bottom line, we need more women at the top. I mean, imagine a world where our insights our voices, and our decisions matter in defining the products, services, and policies. Imagine a world where we're no longer hoping for equal pay, career opportunities, or simply a seat at the right table. I mean, yes, there's lots of barriers that are out there and out of our control, but here's what's within our power. We have in our power the ability to prepare and position ourselves to go beyond those barriers and become future ready leaders. Yeah, I truly agree with that. And and first of all, I think it's time to stop saying, I don't care about fame or fortune. I'm just grateful for the opportunity. (laughs) It's just (laughs) no more. You can't help other people if you don't have enough to give. Mm -hmm. And, you know, whether it's enough power and enough influence, Mm -hmm. enough resources or wealth, or, you know, enough reach. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you have no... um, you know, uh, profile that anybody recognizes, you're not going to be able to help them. And if we want to change that, we have to start by changing ourselves. Mm-hmm. So no matter how senior you are, how accomplished you may be, there's always another level. So if you have something to give and something to teach, then it's time to step up. Because in the age of influence, visibility matters. One thing is true. You can change hearts and minds if you're invisible. Visibility creates awareness, and it's that awareness that leads to acceptance and makes something that seemed out of the ordinary the norm, Mm -hmm. and that's what changes the world. Yes, and we want this change. So if this is something that speaks to you, then connect with us and learn how you can grow your impact, your income, and your influence. Visit IamBeyondBarriers.com where you'll find show notes and links to all the resources in this episode. Thanks for listening. There are thousands of podcasts out there and we are so grateful that you've chosen to listen to ours. Visit IamBeyondBarriers.com where you'll find show notes and links to all the resources referenced in this episode. And be sure to take the quiz on the website. Your score will tell you where you are, what helps you gain momentum and what holds you back. You'll also get a free guide with cutting edge career strategies. We'd also love to hear from you. Share your comments and topic suggestions on IamBeyondBarriers.com and we'll be sure to address them in future episodes. If you enjoyed our show today, please subscribe and rate the podcast or just tell a friend about it. See you next episode.